0: Who do you think should govern Gibraltar for the next four years? Fabian Picardo has called a general election. If you're of voting age, you'll be asked to cast your vote sometime next month. We don't know the exact date yet, but we will find out in the next... 10 minutes or so, a live press conference from Number 6 Convent Place, the office of the Chief Minister, will be broadcast live here on Radio Gibraltar and also on GBC Television. At 11.59, the Chief Minister made the short walk from his office to the Governor's office, where... After a brief meeting with Sir David Steele, Mr Picardo emerged to confirm that he has called an election. But you may have noticed it was a little noisier than he might have liked.
1: I have just advised His Excellency the Governor under Section 38 of the Constitution to dissolve Parliament. A general election will be held in Gibraltar in October. I shall say more in a press conference live from Number 6 Commonplace at 10 past 1. Thank you very much indeed. Thank
0: you. It's a big moment, I'm sure. Mr Picardo had been thinking about it for a while and um, I don't know that he had factored in the demonstrators. Uh, Unite the Union flags were being waived. They were bus drivers, uh, more, more generally employees of the Gibraltar Bus Company. Our reporter Jonathan Sacramento is at number six convent place and joins us now. Uh, with the very latest ahead of that press conference. Jonathan, over to you. Thank you, Jonathan. Yes,
2: we are just moments away from finding out the date of that general election. And you know, as you've just said, that the uh, chief minister has confirmed he has asked the governor to dissolve parliament. That happened just over an hour ago here at Convent Place, he crossed the road from number six to the convent, the office of the governor, and emerged a few minutes later with that writ already in place. So yes, a general election has been called, as you said, uh, unites the union here protesting outside number six uh, on behalf of its members in the Gibraltar bus company. very loud protests, but believe it or not, They say it was a coincidence that they were here because it was something that they had planned all along and they didn't even know that a general election was being called. So that's what's happening outside Number 6 Convent Place. We're going to make our way into the building, into the press room for that press conference and we will then find out what that election date is.
0: Thank you to Jonathan Sacramento reporting live from the, well, from outside the office of the Chief Minister. Which technically now is—it's uh, not vacant. He he continues to fulfil uh, the role of chief minister, in I suppose uh, somewhat of a caretaker capacity. There are things that he cannot do uh, while the while parliament is dissolved, and things that he can do. Um, and uh, he will also, of course, take on a reinvigorated. Role as the leader of the GSLP Liberal Alliance. Uh, Christine Vasquez, the GBC news editor, is here with me in Broadcasting House. Uh, Christine, an, an exciting morning of news. There had been some speculation uh, and uh, he has called it. Mr. Picardo has called the election.
3: Yes, good afternoon, Jonathan. Um, now is the time when the party machinery will come into its own and it's all go from here. Um, it's all go in the newsroom as well. What we've done is we've dusted um, the elections rules, which we dust every four years. And it gives us some sort of time frame of what's going to happen, when, what happens when. Uh, so now people will have to start checking whether they are they are on the register of, the elect, of electors, whether they can vote. When they have to vote to vote till... So the deadline for receiving applications for inclusion in the register, that's not later than 6pm on uh, on the sixth day before the day of the election. And day one is today. So all these timings start today.
0: So today's day one. Uh, The the timeframes that you've described kick in to to state the obvious. Now we don't know who the candidates are, because that's what a lot of people's minds will turn to. uh, I'm going to vote, but but what are my options? We, We don't know yet.
3: No, we don't. And we they could keep it, um, uh, and I'm looking at the Bible, the election Bible, the delivery of nomination papers not later than noon on the 21st day before the day of election. So we could have, it um, depends how long, we, we, we tend to think that it's going to be the 12th or the 19th only because the the last election was on the 17th.
0: It's always a Thursday.
3: It's always a Thursday, and there are reasons for that, that we'll enter into another day. Um, but yes, yeah, so we, we, we tend to think it could be the 12th, it could be the 19th, and those are the dates that we've had... On, in our minds, only because it is around the four-year gap.
0: Now, if you're watching on GBC television or indeed on the GBC News Facebook page, uh, then you'll have noticed that uh, we're cutting to images of the office of the Chief Minister, uh, the press room where a press conference uh, is going to be held any minute now and we will carry that live on both Radio Gibraltar and... Uh, GBC Television, and I think also on the GBC Facebook pages, GBC News and GBC Television uh, as well. So we're making sure that you don't miss it, as we did the walk across from the uh, office of the Chief Minister to the office of the Governor. Um, we caught wind that something was about to happen, so so we were there and we've carried it live across our Facebook and and, um, and Instagram pages, Christine.
3: That's right. And uh, as you recall, on Friday, we did say, okay, guys, watch this space next Tuesday because we had that flurry of press releases coming in on Friday night. I believe there were 17 press releases coming in that afternoon with announcements. Again, normally
0: a Friday evening is slower for for government news because, you know, they think that people are switching off.
3: Politicians just don't like it. It's a good day to bury bad news, as they say. don't think this was the case in this instance. It was more a case of uh, clearing the decks ready. We've had National Day, we've had the celebrations. It's September. Let's get back to work, and back to work means an election. So
0: everything that they were going to, that they were planning on issuing as a press release, the GSLP Liberal government, as they were, uh, everything that they were planning to issue, they, they sort of have made it a point of getting out on it, it Friday and today. It almost a no? bit
3: like it was um, calling round the ministers and saying, "Okay, guys, what do you have to get out? Let's get it out today while we can." L-
0: lots of pretty pictures. We the, we've had-, had Chatham. We've had uh, today Main Street. Uh, you know, refurb. We have uh, the cruise
3: liner, terminal, yes, a a lot of pretty pictures.
0: Okay, and um, uh, if you're just joining us, uh, an election has been called. Um, We don't know the election date yet, but we are going to find out any moment now. Um, uh, We're going to cross to the office of the Chief Minister... Uh, where Fabian Picardo is expected to address journalists and and yourselves, the public, the people who he wants uh, to vote for him. Um, No comments so far, as far as I am aware, uh, from the uh, leader of the GSD party, Keith Asopardi, uh, but we will bring you uh, comments from... All political parties, we know that Together Gibraltar is also uh, hoping to field some candidates, although uh, they have um, acknowledged that their sides are set on uh, opposition, if possible. We cross now to number six, Commonplace place. Of the, of the
1: Gibraltar, Gibraltar, Gibraltar Council of Ministers of the lifetime of this Parliament. Earlier today, I therefore visited His Excellency the Governor and advised him, under Section One of the Gibraltar Constitution, ...to issue a proclamation to dissolve Parliament. That proclamation will be published in the Extraordinary Gazette today. I also advise His Excellency, under the provisions of Section 20 of the Parliament Act... ...to issue the necessary writ under the public seal of Gibraltar... ...to convene the 2023 general election for the 12th of October this year. The last four years have been, without doubt... The toughest four years this community has ever faced. Gibraltar's pandemic parliament has also been the backdrop of the toughest negotiations any government of Gibraltar has ever been engaged upon, as we have sought to agree the long and detailed terms upon which we would build our future relationship with the European Union. With grit and determination, we pushed through COVID. And with the same grit, and determination, we have done everything in our power to defend Gibraltar's interests through Brexit. Our work on the withdrawal agreement ensured we have avoided the hardest Brexit. To date, our work has ensured that we have been able to avoid the worst of the negative implications leaving the EU could have on Gibraltar. We are in advanced discussions with officials from the EU, Spain and the UK. We are on the cusp of a historic deal in which all parties win and none lose. For me and the GSLP liberal team that I lead and have led for 12 years, a deal can only be done if it respects the red lines that we hold dear. British sovereignty over the whole of Gibraltar is not up for sale in exchange for any deal. However sweet the carrot or hard the stick, my answer will never change. Now, the question of whether a deal is safe for Gibraltar will be a matter for the person you choose as your chief minister after the 12th of October. So as we embark on this election campaign, let me make something very clear. Gibraltar hasn't come this far to only come this far. During the now-dissolved pandemic parliament, with COVID raging, we still built more affordable housing than other administrations managed in normal times. In the pandemic parliament, we have built and opened three new schools, more than the previous government did in a full 16 years in office. In 12 years, we have invested in 10 new schools. With your confidence, I have opened more new schools than any other chief minister. 4,400 children in our community already benefit from that investment. You cannot have first-class education in second- or third-class schools. Our focus on education, education, education has been the linchpin of Gibraltar's economic success over the years. Since the creation of the mandatory university scholarships, it is the GSLP Liberals who have the strongest foundations for our strong economic performance over such a long period of time. For the last 12 years, we have been getting the job done. In housing, in education, in health and on the environment, on equality, justice and the social issues, we have been getting the job done of building a modern, vibrant community that cherishes freedom of choice and mutual respect among its citizens. Getting the job of chief minister done requires commitment, conviction and connection. The commitment to put everything to one side and to put Gibraltar first. The conviction of knowing that you're on the right side of history and driving forward no matter what. The connection to all those you come across, friend or foe citizen or counterpart elsewhere in the world without this connection gibraltar's interests and the wishes of the gibraltarians can never be fully understood defended or advanced the three qualities demanded of a chief minister today are the three qualities by which you will judge the suitability of myself and anybody else who puts their name forward for the role to get your vote to get the job done after the 12th of October. So, my dear fellow Gibraltarians, Gibraltar did not come this far to only come this far. Through challenge after unprecedented challenge, the GSLP Liberals have brought Gibraltar to where it is now. We are the team with the vision and the commitment to push on through to the next episode in the wonderful story of the people of Gibraltar. We've done so much. We have so much still to do. And now is not the time in our collective history as a people to change the team, getting things done and keeping Gibraltar safe. With your support on the 12th of October, we will continue to get the job done. And with your support on the 12th of October, we will continue to keep Gibraltar safe. Thank you very much indeed. I'll take... Questions from uh, the media here at number 6 Common Place. Chief Minister, in the 2019
2: general election, you fought that election on the basis that uh, you said that you were the only party that could get Brexit done and get a safe and secure deal for Gibraltar. And now, four years later, you're asking for that same mandate again. Uh, So what would you say to those who might accuse you of having failed to secure that mandate first time round?
1: Well, first of all, uh, that question is based on the false premise that we didn't get Brexit done. We got Brexit done safely for Gibraltar because after the 2019 general election, we delivered the withdrawal agreement, which was what Brexit was about. Brexit was leaving the European Union. What we're talking about now is the deal for the future relationship between Gibraltar and the European Union. Which deal, I've already shared with you and your colleagues, would have been done in the lifetime of this parliament, but two things got in the way. First of all, two years of COVID, which made negotiation very difficult. We started the negotiation in October uh, 2021 for the future relationship. And then in uh, scrupulous respect of the democratic process, Belgros Sanchez called a general election after negative municipal and regional election results in Spain. And that, of course, stopped the clock. Literally a timeout for the negotiations. I've told you that I had asked ministers to be available in Gibraltar the last week of August because I felt that by then, and the timetable that we talked about uh, with other colleagues in the negotiating room, by then we expected to have the text of a treaty which I would have put to the Cabinet of Ministers, which I would then have taken to the Gibraltar Parliament and indeed have delivered in that time. I think we've got as close to delivering as it is humanly possible to get, and indeed in the context of everything that we have done in these four years. um, I challenge anyone to suggest that any other team could have done more in the teeth of COVID, in the grip of All of the difficulties that Brexit has created for Gibraltar to see Gibraltar today still not suffering the worst effects of uh, Brexit as we might have been suffering if we hadn't secured the withdrawal agreement after the 2019 general election, if we didn't have the ongoing negotiations that we have today. People must not forget that Brexit was two stages. One, the departure from the European Union and two, the new relationship with the EU. And today... Look, subject to the vicissitudes of the relationship between Gibraltar and Spain as they have been for the past 30 or 40 years, that frontier is flowing thanks to the work that Joseph and all of the teams that I have led have been able to do to ensure that we have not had a hard Brexit despite having left the European Union. Thank you very much.
3: Um, and in the last four years, there's been a lot of unprecedented situations that you might not have actually thought of, such as Covid, like you said, and the war um, with Rus- Russia and Ukraine, to name a few. Um, do you believe that your party has set out to achieve the majority of, of what you put in your manifestos back in 2019?
1: Well, thank you very much. Indeed, you're right. Uh, you know, I mentioned Covid and I mentioned uh, Brexit, but I, I have failed to mention the war Uh, in Ukraine and the fact that uh, Russia illegally invaded Ukraine, uh, which caused the huge rise in the cost of fuel, which led to the inflation that we've seen and the the cost of living issues being faced by so many, which we in government have tried to ameliorate as best um, as we have been able to, in in successive budgets in fact, in, in 2022 and in 2023. Those were unprecedented challenges, but look, being Chief Minister means having to deal with those issues. Being in government as a team means that the Cabinet has to deal with those unexpected issues and with the support of, of Joseph and my cabinet colleagues we have been able to do two things deal with the issues as they have arisen and my goodness COVID is probably the biggest issue that uh, we ever expected to face months after the 2019 general election as we were getting into the rhythm of delivering against the 2019 uh, manifesto uh, but indeed you know, not just deal with COVID we dealt with COVID and at the same time we kept the wheels turning on as many of the commitments contained in the 2019 manifesto as it was humanly possible to deliver against. And some of them, as you know, are delayed. You know, I'm, I'm so... Disappointed that we have not been able to deliver many of the other commitments which were in the manifesto. But of course, there have been finance issues because we ensured that everybody had food to put on the table during COVID because we paid people even when they weren't working. We paid people even who didn't work for the government so that they had food to put on the table. I'm so disappointed that we've handed over 380 affordable homes, a huge number, magnificent homes that people are delighted with at Hassan Centenary Terraces with the keys being exchanged in coming weeks and months but that we haven't delivered the other homes at the phase two of our San Santini Terraces, at Bob Belisa and at Chatham, which are still being built, but being built they are, because we pushed through to ensure that they are being built. Look, all of those things I will of course regret. Nobody can imagine that I wanted anything other than to be able to deliver those homes as well. It would be a much easier general election for me to come here and say I delivered all the affordable homes. So nothing has stood in our way every day that we have been in government to try to deliver against that, but there's certainly something very positive in the delivery that we We've done of the new schools, 10 new schools in 12 years, three new schools just this month delivered for the children who needed those schools. You have refurbishments still to be done in respect of uh, one school, new school to be delivered uh, to the Jewish community, and new college, which is in the process of being built as well. That, I think, is a remarkable record on which I am pleased uh, to be judged. And of course, although we haven't delivered on everything in the manifesto, I challenge anyone to seriously, genuinely say that they would have put more effort, that they would have somehow been able to deliver more of the manifesto, which was more ambitious already than anybody else's manifesto in the 2019 general election campaign, and that they would have been able to do more faced with those challenges, not just to face off those challenges, but to continue to deliver against the manifesto. And I know that the team that's been sitting opposite me in Parliament uh, for the past four years certainly could not have done more if they had been in government. I doubt whether they would even have got anywhere near delivering half what we have delivered in this time in the context of their own manifesto, which was already less ambitious, as no doubt uh, their manifesto will be less ambitious in this general election. Thank you.
3: Mr. Bigaldo, after three um, terms in office, there are some disgruntled voters. We see them visibly today outside Number 6 Convent Place, a bus driver's strike. I, lo- I know that although Brexit may have been um, the dominant issue, domestically, what are your key areas that you're going to be focusing in throughout your campaign?
1: So, look, I think you're absolutely right that after 12 years in government, there are people who have fallen out with you. And sometimes the people who fall out with you have falling out with you because you've done the right thing. You've done the thing that everybody else believes should be done and is indeed the right thing for you to do as a government. Because as a government, you're representing all citizens and all of the taxpayers, not just giving to those who want, and sometimes necessarily some noses will be put out of joint. And as I've said to many colleagues in, in, in the past uh, years, you know, sometimes even the government doesn't agree with what the government has to do but you just have to do it because it's the right thing to do and it's what you are obliged in representation of the people to do even if it then makes you uh, more lackluster in the eyes of the community to an extent you're paid to be unpopular even though politics is a popularity contest because you have to do the right thing but on on domestic issues i mean we have to be very clear that housing health and education are always going to be the dominant issues. But we've done so much on the environment, on social justice, on equality, on sport, in all of the areas of responsibility of the the ministers, of the Council of Ministers and Cabinet of Gibraltar. We have really excelled, at least in effort, if not in attainment, in the context of what we have done in the past 12 years. I mean, nobody can tell me that we could have done more or that we had left a stone unturned. We made mistakes. Of course we make mistakes. We're not able to Give to people everything that they want. Of course we can't give people everything that they want. We have to prioritise key areas like, for example, health, housing and education above everything else. Of course we have to, and that means that some people in other areas might feel that we're not doing enough. And indeed, in housing, health and education, some people say that we might have been able to do more, that we might have been able to go faster. This is always going to be a balance. Being in government, to a very great extent, is about keeping all the plates spinning with enough inertia, with enough finance, that things keep going. That's what management is about, and unfortunately, there are some people who are disgruntled. I tell them with my hand on my heart that we have not failed them in any way that is designed to hurt them. What we have done is always to try and do the best for Gibraltar, even if we have not been able to reach them quick enough, even if we might have been able uh, to do something that we have not been able to do in time, even if we would have wished to do something for them that we have not been unable to do, in particular in this pandemic parliament with COVID and its ravaging of our public finances. But we've never acted out of anything other than good faith in trying to represent every single Gibraltarian and resident of Gibraltar and to help everyone as much as we can, regardless of the colour of the political affiliation or what it is that they might have wanted to pray and aid our assistance for. Always, in good faith, we have tried to act. If we have failed some or they perceive that we have failed them, then I'm very sorry to say uh, that it could not have been by dint of putting more effort in it that we might have corrected that. Because, you know, in terms of effort, we've left everything that we had in trying to do our best for the people of Gibraltar in the past four years and in the past 12 years, you know, putting service above self on every occasion. Um, And, you know, it's been tough. I mean, it's one thing I've learned in the past four years is, uh, as I've said before, that politics is tough, but life is even tougher. Thank you all very much. Indeed, on the 12th of October 2023, Gibraltar will go to the polls. The people of Gibraltar will now decide who should run Gibraltar, who should be the Government of Gibraltar, and who should be Gibraltar's Chief Minister after the 12th of October 2023. I will be putting my name forward for selection by the Gibraltar Socialist Labour Party's Executive Committee, and I hope that I will be back here on the 13th of October as Chief Minister again. Thank you very much indeed.
0: The latest from the Office of the Chief Minister, Fabian Picardo, taking questions from journalists having uh, just announced and confirmed that Gibraltar will go to the polls on the 12th of October. That's Thursday, the 12th of October. Uh, I'm joined by the GBC News editor, Christine Vasquez, to unpack some of what we heard Mr Picardo say there because effectively he's he, he's... The chief minister confirming that he has called an election, uh, but but he's also the GSLP liberal um, leader uh, who is asking the people to vote for him again. And we heard a little bit of the formalities and a little bit of the, this is why I think you should vote for me.
3: We certainly did. And um, he mentioned education and housing. Uh, GBC actually understands. We haven't had this confirmed that they are calling Hassan Centenary Terraces homeowners already. So as we said earlier, it is sort of starting to happen. Uh, Yes, we heard a lot of what um, the government has done in its four-year term. The trump card, of course, is that. um, The trump card, of course, is the the deal, whether there is a deal. We heard our our colleague Jonathan um, Sacramento asking him, you said you'd get Brexit done and you haven't got Brexit done. And um, his reply was they've done as much as anybody would have done. Uh, They couldn't have done any more. But of course, how much water uh, does at the cusp of a historic deal hold with the electorate. That's what we'll find out because it has been within touching distance for so long. And the chief ministers, as we said, the Trump card, he's going to say, no, you can't change the team at this stage. But, you know, then you get a bit of... But he, would,
0: he would say that.
3: Yes, of course. But if it's at the cusp... does it matter whether you change the team or not because it's already been negotiated so these are things that the electorate will be thinking um, about and it it will be i think one of the important things that they will uh, be considering when they vote in terms of the date the 12th of october is fantastic for us because it means it's a month it doesn't drag on any longer It's good for the government. It looks good on the government that it's held within the four-year term. It could have extended, I think, probably till even March next year. And the fact that he, he has called it within the four years, look, politically, it does look good.
0: Okay, so uh, let's uh, hear what Fabian Picardo had to say about uh, this question of of the the treaty, uh, uh, that the fact that uh, he went to the last election uh, asking for a mandate to get Brexit done uh, and that there is no EU treaty now, and this is what Mr Picardo had to say.
1: Now, the question of whether a deal is safe for Gibraltar will be a matter for the person you choose as your chief minister after the 12th of October. So as we embark on this election campaign, let me make something very clear. Gibraltar hasn't come this far to only come this far.
0: That's a phrase that we heard him use more than once. Gibraltar hasn't come this far to only go this far. Uh, He is good at delivering speeches. We also heard his uh, focus on education, education, education. I think we're going to cross over to uh, Jonathan Sacramento in just a moment, who's outside the office of the Chief Minister. But uh, if you're just joining us, it's a special edition of Gibraltar Today, exclusively focused on this announcement that Gibraltar will go to the polls on the 12th of October. Thursday, the 12th, is when we will cast our votes to decide who will govern us for the next four years. And
3: it's official. There's uh, a press release that's come from the governor's, the office of the governor, um, dissolution of parliament and writ for general election, and that's confirmation um, that, on the advice of the chief minister, at midday today, His Excellency the Governor dis- issued the proclamation under Section thirty-eight of the Constitution to dissolve Parliament. So Parliament is now dissolved. We'll be hearing perhaps from parliament later on we'll be hoping to hear from simon galliano because they are starting getting the wheels in motion as well
0: they need to organize everything and make sure that it's all sort of um moving along to, you know, getting everything in order so that everything is absolutely ready and uh, running as it should come Something Thursday the 12th. does very
3: well.
0: They do it very well and, and they're very organised. No? Um, OK, well, we'll continue to pick your brains, Christine, on uh, some of the stuff that we heard Mr Picardo say uh, when he announced the election. Uh, but first, let's go back live now to our colleague Jonathan Sacramento, who's reporting outside the office of the Chief Chief Minister. Jonathan.
2: Will he still be the Chief Minister a month from today, on the 13th of October? Only the public can decide. The Chief Minister, as we have seen, calling that general election for the 12th of October. And it was at around 12 o'clock when the Chief Minister stepped out from number six and moved across the road to the convent, to the office of the governor, and invited him to dissolve parliament and that's what's happened he emerged slowly after slowly uh, just about uh, a few minutes later uh, and uh, informed the press standing by ourselves that uh, a general election would be called for october and the date has been announced in this press conference 12th of october it is not a surprise that uh, the election was called today. It was widely anticipated, even though uh, the Chief Minister and ministers have uh, all this time been uh, very coy about when a general election would be announced. But uh, the Chief Minister stepped out into quite a bit of noise, of course, the uh, Union. Members at the Gibraltar bus company staging a protest which they said was a coincidence that they didn't know a general election was about to be called It just happened to be there because it was something that they had planned and then at that press conference It was uh, quite a full press room. There were members of the GSLP executive there as Fabian Picardo announced that 12th of October date Uh, Amongst them, Albert Porrell of the Gibraltar International Bank, Gemma Vasquez, a lawyer for Hassan's, Samuel Marache, also a lawyer for Hassan's, uh, and Joe uh, Cortes, a retired uh, head teacher and the brother of John Cortes, who is currently a minister. Uh, All of them were asked by my colleague, Cristina Cortes, who has been with me this morning here, uh, monitoring and. managing our social media. She asked them all whether they would be uh, putting their names forward for election. Uh, there was a no comment from Gemma Vasquez and Albert Borrell. Uh, Joe Cortez said he would be putting his hat in the ring and Samuel Marache uh, said that he would not be putting his name forward unless the GSLP really, really, really wanted him to. Uh, so that's what's been happening over the last couple of hours down here at Convent Place.
0: Thank you, Jonathan Sacramento, reporting from outside the office of the Chief Minister. Uh, We're live from Broadcasting House for the next 10 minutes. If you'd like to join the conversation, we'd love to know what you think about Fabian Picardo announcing the general election for Thursday the 12th of October uh, and uh, anything that you heard in the press conference that we carried live, you can get in touch on 266 200. Uh, you can WhatsApp us or you can give us a call. Um, I'm joined by Christine Vasquez, the GBC News editor. Uh, so we've heard there, Christine, an update from Jonathan and Christina. Uh, Gemma Vasquez and Albert Borrell, no comment as to whether they're throwing their names in the hat. Uh, Joe Cortez will be, and Samuel Marache will not be.
3: And we have, of course, we did say in our news bulletins earlier that uh, both names, uh, Gemma Vasquez and Albert Borrell, touted as possible candidates for the GSLP lineup. And what we do have, Jonathan, is we've had the first reaction from the leader of the opposition, Keith Asopardi. He's tweeted uh, four minutes ago. No surprises on 12th of October election announcement. We are ready and have been for some time. The waiting is over for everyone who wants change. We are ready for government and we'll set out our programme to get Gibraltar back on track and deliver a bright future. Hashtag make the change.
0: Okay, so the GSD leader then has uh, has commented on this uh, Breaking story today that the election has been called for Thursday the 12th. We uh, heard the chief minister uh, talk for a while uh, and he went straight into, uh, 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 I think, inviting us to think about the context against which we're going to judge how well his government has performed in the past four years. He said pandemic and and dealing with COVID nineteen and and how expensive it's been and and the need to protect life uh, and, and spend money keeping people uh, uh, when they weren't able to go to work allowing people to be able to put uh, food on the table uh, when they were asked to not go to work. Uh, so he he very much uh, characterised the first few years uh, of this past four-year term as being dominated by the COVID-19 pandemic and also by the Brexit negotiations. And Mr Picardo said that um, he has got Brexit done insofar as Gibraltar is now outside the European Union with uh the worst of uh, a no deal scenario avoided
3: so mitigating circumstances really because the withdrawal agreement as we know we were left out of it and we, we've left because we had to and so what he's trying to say is look in that context um i i cautioned it
0: and he's been talking about uh, getting the job done uh, this is what mr picardo had to say about that
1: Getting the job of Chief Minister done requires commitment, conviction and connection. The commitment to put everything to one side and to put Gibraltar first. The conviction of knowing that you're on the right side of history and driving forward no matter what. The connection to all those you come across, friend or foe, citizen or counterpart elsewhere in the world. Without this connection, Gibraltar's interests and the wishes of the Gibraltarians can never be fully understood, defended or advanced. The three qualities demanded of a chief minister today are the three qualities by which you will judge the suitability of myself and anybody else who puts their name forward for the role to get your vote, to get the job done after the 12th of October. So... My dear fellow Gibraltarians, Gibraltar did not come this far to only come this far.
0: Fabian Picardo speaking live on GBC television and on Radio Gibraltar short while ago confirming a general election for the 12th of October uh, he did uh, the, the formalities of talking us through uh, the fact that he has now asked uh, the Governor and, and Christine you've confirmed that the, Sir David Steele has already um, issued that writ for Parliament to be dissolved uh, which is the, the formalities that uh, that follow on from uh, the Chief Minister calling a general election and he also I think to, it, it is Fair to say, uh, did uh, a little bit of uh, what will be his campaign messages for the coming days and weeks about what qualities uh, people might consider uh, in the chief minister that they want to vote for. I dare say that Keith Asopardi might have some other criteria or slightly different emphasis uh, he might place uh, on the qualities that are desirable uh, in Gibraltar's next chief minister. Uh, But um, Mr. Picardo said commitment, putting Gibraltar first, conviction, being on the right side of history, he knows that he's made the right decisions for the right reasons and connection to all people which I think is something which uh, in particular uh, was uh, uh, um, aimed at um, Mr. Azopardi because Mr. Picardo is a, a very social being, he, he he sort of finds it fairly easy to talk to a lot of different people mm-hmm. and, and has levelled the criticism previously uh, at uh, Mr. Azzopardi, well, uh, certainly it has been levelled at him that he may not have that same ability to connect with people as he meets them for for a few minutes.
3: Mr. Begada has a head start as well, of course, having called the election himself. He's had that press conference. He's had an opportunity to say, look, this is what we, we can offer. This is what we've done for you. Um, it has been, It. Ha- they have been a rather tough four years and I I think it was a chronicle journalist that asked a bit about um, people, the wear and tear of government because of course we all know that governments, uh, they they do have that wear and tear after a number of years um, and whether a lot of the domestic uh, policies have been uh, left to one side because he, he has had Covid to deal with and he has had the small matter of the treaty.
0: Yes, so uh, he did say that uh, we have excelled in effort at least uh, and uh, and that they could not have done more. Uh, of course, it's up to uh, everybody to decide whether they uh, agree they with that or opinion or not. Uh, but we've got a, f- a few comments coming through. Uh, Sebastian is wondering why uh, the Chief Minister is campaigning. Uh, Fabian Picardo, I should say. Why? Uh, Sebastian's question is, why is Fabian Picardo campaigning from the office of the Chief Minister? If Parliament has been dissolved, uh, that, that there is this sort of period, I suppose now, Christine, where he is both the chief minister, uh, to a, not fulfilling every, you know, sort of function of that office, but but the, the the key ones he is still chief minister for, even though the lines will be blurred, and and, and there, there was an element of campaigning in that speech.
3: But the lines will start getting uh, perhaps less blurred. Today he is. This, the press conference was about announcing the date, whether there was campaigning and a slight campaigning or slight electioneering already. But today, I, I think he sort of gets away with it today.
0: Well, I think that everybody wanted to hear from him. He's just called the general uh, election. Um, there is a message from Caroline who says uh, that he... Um, Fabian Picardo has paid a very high price for being such a dedicated politician. She says no disrespect to anybody else who may be contesting this general election but Caroline thinks that the GSLP uh, Liberal Alliance who has been in office know what they are doing Uh, and Caroline says bless them. Uh, and thank you for the hard work. Uh, it's been pointed out to me that um, Mr Picardo used a blank podium uh, instead of... Uh, so, so So he may have thought that he didn't want to appear in front of a podium that said Chief Minister, um, because he, he was appearing effectively as, you know, you might say, caretaker Chief Minister uh, and leader of the GSOP uh, Liberal it's, Alliance. It's
3: confusing for us. We're, we're going to... Because... Um, Every election, we try to be so, so clean and um, cleaner, holier than thou. But sometimes it is confusing for us. And um, I I remember perhaps answering the phone and instead of saying GBC, saying GSD or GSLP because you're so obsessed with that. You're
0: writing one thing after another GSLP this, GSD that. Yeah.
3: So we will move towards that slightly. more less blurring of lines.
0: and in particular, I suppose during uh, during the the sort of uh, um, you know weeks the, the two, three weeks before the actual vote is cast, uh, we will be measuring how much time we give to, to each uh, party that's contesting the election, making sure that as the national broadcaster, it's 100% fair.
3: We will be measuring it. To the millimeter, <laughs> and if we don't, the party activists would let us know. And of course, that's what we can look forward to as well. The, we'll we'll find out who the election agents will be, who our port of calls are, who we talk to, and all that excitement in the in the next few weeks ahead of an election.
0: Michael points out that uh, the twelfth of October is Spain's national day, El Día de la Hispanidad. Is the twelfth of Mm -hmm. Uh, Thursday the 12th, so it coincides with the general election. Uh, More messages coming in. We are going to have to wrap up now, but uh, we've... um Heard also from Albert, uh, not Albert Borrell, who has not commented on when he, whether he will be joining uh, the GSLP or, or putting himself forward for the GSLP uh, candidates as a GSLP candidate. Uh, another Albert says he would like to say that he thinks Mr Picardo has worked really hard for all of us in Gibraltar. Bless him and his cabinet for a job well done.
3: That's not Albert Borrell, is it?
0: It, no, it's not Albert Borrell, it's another uh, Albert. Um, but we, we, we'll we find out who the candidates are in, in due course and you'll be hearing it first here on Radio Gibraltar we'll and on GBC television. We'll find out there are any
3: um, independents as well. That'll be interesting as well.
0: Yeah? What do you think? we heard of any who might...?
3: Um, uh, no, uh, the, there's always the usual mutterings of uh, people who say we've seen uh, a couple sort of um, ask whether and they think they'd be popular online... Um, we'll wait and see.
0: Wait for them to confirm or otherwise, no? All right, Christine Vasquez, GBC News Editor, thanks for bringing us up to speed and helping us to understand this announcement that Gibraltar will go to the polls and vote for its next government on Thursday, the 12th of October.
2: Thanks for listening to those highlights from Gibraltar today. I'm Kelly M. Borge, the show's producer. We're live on Radio Gibraltar, Monday to Friday from 1 to 2, getting behind the headlines. And you can catch up here whenever you like. Until next time, have a good
0: one. GBC Podcasts, local voices on demand.